Welcome to Sports Scope, the most influential sports talk show in the nation. Stay tuned for updates and great sports content. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this fourth day of August. And wow, we got a big show with you on coming up today. A uh, couple big, big stories here uh, broken here in the last few hours. Uh, the Pac-10 is now the Pac-4. Uh, you, you, you've got as far as uh, as of August the second of next year. Uh, I mean, we're going to have Oregon and Washington uh, with addition to uh, USC. I want to say USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten. Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis has signed an extension with the Lakers. Uh, got plenty to say about that. Carlos Madden, Yorker Chavez should be coming in here in just a minute. But we'll go ahead and get our first and only break out of the way. We'll be back in. 49 seconds here on Sportscope. We'll hit the ground running. Hello, Sportscope followers. The program has seen tremendous growth since going five days a week. I just wanted to thank everybody for your cash contributions and sharing the program uh, with friends and families. Just a reminder, if you want to contribute to the program, go to the cash app, the word the cash sign and sports scope. There are other ways to contribute to the program listed at the bottom of the screen. If you want to advertise on the program, go to sports that is sports with an S, another S, scope, S K O P E at gmail.com, just like it's listed at the bottom of the screen. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then, I'm back here live. Okay, now, Anthony Davis has uh, this reported out, uh, like I said, about an hour or so ago. I, I read about an hour or so ago. Uh, it looks like Adrian Wojciechowski reported this at 2.52. I didn't catch it until uh, here recently. But uh, Anthony Davis has agreed to a three-year, $186 million contract extension tying him to the franchise to 2028 now and it says that uh davis deal is the richest annual contract extension in nba history averaging 62 million dollars per season now mind you he is on uh in on contract this year uh coming up uh in in, in the fall this year uh for 40 million 23 and 24 and he's also locked in for uh, locked in uh, for for uh, twenty four and twenty five. He'll be thirty one years old. We know LeBron uh, thought about it, contemplated retirement already. I don't know if I would bank on LeBron absolutely going to retire after he plays a year with his son. That seems like something that the Lakers are thinking about. Uh, you look at a guy like Anthony Davis, yeah, he put together a good stretch last year. One of the better players in the league last year helped push him all the way to the, uh, what was it, to the Western Conference Finals. They lost in five. But we know that he has been an injury-prone player prior to that. 
why wouldn't you just give him another year to play out? You could play out this season. And then, of course, if if LeBron retired, if LeBron retired, then you can make that decision after next season. Say, okay, do we run it back one more year with Anthony Davis on a contract year? Or do we just trade him for uh, and get some prospects there and rebuild around our young players, your Austin Reeves of the world and everything? I know those guys are pieces. And I know Davis is, you know, he, he's only 30 years old. But you, you got to look at the fact of his injury history. He would be a really high caliber uh, player to trade for assets, especially when LeBron has got one foot uh, 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 on the uh, retirement list there, uh, pushing 40 years old now, folks. So I, I just don't th- – but that that's typical of the Lakers, if you ask me. They're a team – now, they did – did they put together a good uh, run there? Yes, I, I said that. I, and, and quite frankly, they, they put together – a good run after the trade deadline, getting rid of Westbrook. Okay, uh, they, I, I, I predicted they would they would win. They would beat Memphis, and I also predicted they would beat Golden State in the playoffs, two for two, and they would lose uh, in six to Denver. Okay, that being said, this is the same Laker team that that signed Kobe to that extension, huge extension, massive extension for a Kobe Bryant there, uh, and, and they paid for that down the stretch. They were so far uh, money-wise, uh, and but that's they're a team that they, they're really into selling speaker uh, speakers. <laughs> they're really into selling tickets now rather than thinking about the future. On that note, uh, Carlos Mad New Yorker Chavez, if I can bring you on the screen. There you are. Hey, man, how you doing? Yo, what's up? How you doing? Happy Friday, man. Happy Friday. Hey, listen, you know, I was just opening the program talking about that Anthony Davis extension. How Woo-hoo-hoo! this dude's got two years left. I don't know what they were thinking, man. What what what's your deal on uh them extending uh sixty-two million dollars a year? That's the man. most of any player. I'm I'm thinking I want to look at the contract. I want to see how much of it is, uh, you know, based on incentives. Um, you, well, know, you know, most of it's just flat out. You know how it is in NBA. Yeah. They got it made. That's a nice little chunk of change, man. Let me tell you, um, you know, and then people get ex- <laughs> You ever walk around somebody who's past, like, who's taller than 6'7", and you're like, you must play basketball. <laughs> You ever, you ever do that? You ever like think, like, do I know this guy? Does he play basketball? You know, and then and you kind of talk to him and be like, hey, for liquid cool. Uh, do you play basketball? You ask him, they're like, no, I don't play basketball. I'm just tall. And you're like, <laughs> you shake your head like you should have played basketball because these guys. When I was a kid, money. I used to say that all the time. When you see somebody really tall, yeah. when I see a guy over six three, I would say that. You know, <laughs> yeah, <but laughs> I'm like, only like five seven five. You know, when I was a kid, I was five four five five. I'm like, wow. You know, I mean, that's a lot of ch- now he's lot of six change. eleven, I think. He he's almost yeah he's about he's almost seven foot. He's not seven foot. Um, yeah, long but, arms. Um, I mean, he looks like an NBA player, but I mean, you you're aware of his injury history, and yeah, he put together a good stretch last year. But you got to think to yourself, 
you know, you're probably getting maybe one year out of LeBron, maybe two. Why not wait all the way till when LeBron leaves? And the you never know when that injury is going to come back for him, you know? And this this goes to show when people tell you, the, oh, the big guys, the, the leagues has changed, the big guys don't matter. The big guys matter, and the big guys are going to get paid. Um, That's the flip side. The bigs do. I mean, we saw the, with the Joker, you know, and Giannis. That's the bigs winning. So, so you have to pay him because he has to go against people like Giannis and people like Joker. So it's not him exactly because you can say the same thing for Embiid. Even though Embiid like played more than sixty games and he was an MVP yeah. last year, now he gets hurt almost every playoff. Oh, uh, like. Uh, and me- remember, we were talking the other day. Remember when yeah. the, the games were going on? I was like, man, is playing so hard. You better be careful. He's going to get hurt. And what happened? <laughs> he was really pressing to get that MVP. He was yeah, he got hurt we mentioned at the beginning it. of the yeah. season, but he came back. I mean, look, these big guys, they matter. And if you don't think they matter, then you're not you're not paying attention to the, yeah. to the league. Um, and, I mean, even players like Plumlee are still getting paid, like, yeah, and, and and Plumlee's not a bad player. They just don't. Mason you know, Plum. I don't know where he's at. Where's he at? The Lakers. Plumlee's. I don't. I don't know. I think he just got moved again. So, but um, um, you know. And another thing. Look, it's not just that. He sells jerseys. I mean, yeah. um, he played better That's than the way they're looking at it too. That I think they're they're looking at that. They never plan for the future. You can tell this is Jenny Bus and not Doctor Bus. They're just. Win today. Yeah, well, the thing is, <laughs> but but um, Robert, who who are you going to get to replace him? You know, and, well, and that's then, what you pay your scouts for. And and, then the, and if you, you replace know. him, how you know, and you're going to pay less, you know, what are you getting back in return? As far as the fans, the fans have to know who does. This is L.A., right? So you have to have a premier player anyway. So it's not like he's in Memphis. Remember, for the longest time. Paul Gasol, nobody knew who he was. He played in Memphis. Yeah. He played very well. Um, and then it was like, wait a minute, this, you know, once he got into to LA, and you know, he blew up, you know. Well, um, he went with the mega star too, with Kobe, too. I mean, it wasn't yep, yeah, well, I always think that the it, it it's not all the way not true, but it's slightly overstated. I mean, ooh, okay, if so you play well, you're gonna get noticed even in even in San Antonio, Texas, you know. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing, Robert. Rick Smith's played with Reggie Miller. You know, at the end of the day, these big guys matter. And you and if there's a bigger guy like a Shaq around or a Patrick Ewing or a Wajuan yeah. or whatever to compete against them, then you have to have somebody there. And um, you know, and, and as the time changes and the and the league changes, those things don't change. If you got one guy who could shoot, you got to have another guy to. Yeah, but I'm saying it. the early extension with two years left. I mean, wouldn't you kind of wait another year? I mean, but you this the business of it is that you put it on once once you put something on the table, and it, it don't get snatched up. You're you're liable to losing him, and if you lose him, you got nobody else to pick up to compete against those other guys. Yeah, you know that's that's typical Lakers. You know, no, that's a good transition. Um. That's that was my point about the Mets. You're always trying to do something today, throw right. together a team. 39 year old Matt Scherzer, 40 year old Justin Verlander. I didn't like those picks at all. You, you heard me right. I talked about that. I was like, they're a little bit passive prime. Yeah, um, they don't they don't really have that much left in the tank as far as like you know, and then they're ultra competitive, which is great. But uh, the compet- the fact that you're over your peak and you're ultra com- competitive doesn't balance you out to make you a 
you know, um, an everyday player, right? And um, and they, those guys, Scherzer didn't play as well as he got paid, but yeah. Verlander was actually playing pretty well. Yeah. Um. For you know, and so I feel like the Mets might have gotten their their return out of that, but I didn't. I I was like this, and this is how I felt. Once they got rid of Bassett, I felt uh-huh. bad because Bassett would have been a better signing for the Mets. And now, who was this guy? I'm I'm just asking you because I don't know all the team like that. Yeah. So Chris Bassett was a, a couple like the year before we got the year before the Mets got the Scherzer. Okay. Um, he was he was was he a starter or reliever? Yeah, he's a starter. So okay. he, right now he's a starter for for Toronto, and he's like ten and five. Right? Okay. But he would have been he would have been okay to keep around because you're at least gonna get someone who's starting to peak, right? Because he's yeah. he's not young. He he uh, the the Mets picked him up from from the Oakland A's. So, yeah. um, you know, and they and you know the A's are known for having a a good minor league system and good pitchers. They're not always yeah. great, but you know you at least know you're getting a good pitcher. Uh, it's hard to find greatness. You know, there are a dime a dozen. So anybody yeah. wants to talk baseball and, and say, oh, you know, this guy's great. Like, yeah, okay, but, you know, <laughs> we'll see. That right? was my suggestion. Maybe they should take a big step back so they could take a step forward, get better scouts, right. get a well, better general manager, take your time, do it the right way. I think you probably heard my rant that day he, talking about the core four with the Yankees that won. Um, who was it? Pettit, Jeter. Posada, Rivera, Posada and there's one Rivera. more, and I can't remember who was the other guy. Jorge Posada. Posada, yeah, the catcher. The catcher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, rely on your farm system, put money in your farm system, your development, and then when you get those guys in, you still got the money to go out and get those free agents, but don't build outside in, build inside out like the Yankees did, and maybe go on a run and, and be the king of New York, maybe the king of, of all of Major League Baseball with Cohen's uh, – and that takes patience and stuff. Something that I know a lot of New York teams don't have because of that media market up there. Well, I mean, this is a this is a you know the concrete jungle, my man. And like, oh, I know. And and you got to sell tickets. And and sometimes the name matters. The name sells tickets, and, and that's part of the, part of the business side of it. But what you know, what we have to do is calm down as New Yorkers and, and baseball fans and understand that if you're a Mets follower and you follow the Mets, that this is only Cohen's second year. And he's a businessman. He's he's more yeah. entrepreneurial than he is like he's then uh what, he knows that it takes time to build right, a right. business. He, yeah. Then he has a lot of money to play with too, you know. Like yeah. so since it's something that he he's just new in, he's like, okay, I threw three hundred some odd million dollars on the table. Let's go back and let's try something different, which is good because yeah. um you know he's he's new at this still. This is just the second year, and he did last year get a hundred wins. He got the Mets to hundred wins, being able to spend a little bit of money. Right. Got, you know he got them in, in in a good run. But again, you can't just throw money on the table. Wasn't and- Degrom and Harvey? Wouldn't they? Wasn't those guys from the Mets farm system originally? Um, Degrom was. And so okay. was Harvey. Yeah, but um, where did where did Matt Harvey come from? What do you mean, like? Yeah, w- w- did he come through the Mets farm system, or yeah, did so, you require? So in 2015, those guys, uh, Stephen Matz, Harvey, Matt Harvey, and the, uh, Noah uh, who's the other one? Noah Syndergaard and uh, Jacob Degrom were were like somehow or another. Were, so y'all called those guys up essentially, right? Right. Those are the youngest. Well, it tells you, you there's some potential with, with the guys you got. You may just want to add on 
scout wise, you know. You know? It's, but it doesn't in, – in baseball, your plan – you have a plan. You have – you get a roster and you move forward. And and I mentioned this this morning with Keith. It's, it's, even the player Brandon Nimmo who got signed who, – who just got signed to an extension and, and a bigger contract, he said yeah. the same thing. Like, what we had in spring, in spring training, it's nothing like what we see now. Uh, we, we were expecting to go to World Series and make a run. And, yeah. you know, we're towards the end of three quarters done with the, with the season – and it's you know it's different, and that's baseball, and it's also a business. So you know you can't expect to if you're not doing well, you, you can't expect to be staying around. He said mm-hmm. that, and and that's a baseball player acknowledging the fact that you know they're not playing well, and people were gonna get sacked, and you know, and everybody was kind of just gritting their teeth. I mean, even a player yeah. like Pete Alonso was they were shopping him too, like because his contract's coming up as well. So yeah, you know, and it because it's. Again, I, I say this all the time. It's not our money. We we just buying tickets yeah. and we want to see championships. It's not our money. And and this guy spent three hundred fifty three million dollars. Man, like you know, He's like got to be frustrated. Yeah. So um, I taking it to the business through the business perspective and just the eye in the situation. He tried something. It didn't work. And he's not gonna be doing the same thing now. He has to. Yeah. You know, try a different angle. I think he's gonna try my approach. Just get well. It's hard to get. Stuff. And the thing is, and I and I told Keith this this morning too, and and people know this. It's like the the major league baseball just contracted the minor leagues last year, so that means that there's less players to to kind of like um you know move around. Right, yeah, two hundred ten million dead cash. I mean, listen, again, it's not. I'm a fan. It's not my money. You know, like yeah. you know, I got. Yeah, maybe, that's true. I got maybe at a point zero 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 one two because of like you know season ticket holder, but <laughs> at the, I get the truth, you know. But that's pennies on the dollar, man. Um, so right, right. You know, the 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 main idea is that he's not he's doing and he's moving and he's shaking things up, and that's better than what the Mets fans were getting from the Will Ponds, right? And because well, when what the Will Ponds were doing were kind of like what what this guy was doing across the street, you know, was doing in the Bronx. It's like, let's, let's try to get a guy who's okay. And let's, you know, let's, let's see how long he lasts on, on a decent contract and, and save a little bit of money. And that doesn't always work, you know? So, um, and you know, c- you know, you got to give credit to, to an owner who's got money, who's willing to spend money and is not always doing the same thing. So I think he's on a great trajectory to do the team better eventually. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like you said, you want to, if you want to pick them from the, from, from the farm system, fine. But that's not always, that doesn't always work out either. Um, there's a lot of teams that have no money. They pick from the farm system and, and they just get rotten carrots and, and, and dead, dead lettuce. The same thing, just cash, just Only all the money is, they spend on the young guys and they, you know, they don't get no money. That, that dead money stop a team from, but listen to this, John and, and, Carlos, I think you you listen to the pro. This is what I talked about earlier this week. Listen to these teams. You're pretty familiar with baseball, okay? The Astros. This is I, this was off Google the other day. The Astros have the greatest percentage of homegrown players of any champion this century, according to Baseball America. The only other champions in which homegrown players made up even half of the World Series roster, the 2002 Angels. That means no, never mind. But you had the 2020 Dodgers, who are still relevant, and the 2014 Giants. How many rings did they win? 
Then they win like two or three also. Right. So it, my point is, look, you even got a big market L.A. Dodger team in there. Uh, so I don't think it's out of the question just because you're a major market, the major market, to still go with the homegrown. If you look at the Yankees, the core four there. Yeah, you but, don't have to be all homegrown, but put right, more no, emphasis Robert, in like, doing that. You, if you talk about the Dodgers, the Dodgers picked up Monkey Betts a couple years ago. They yes. also they also had they also got Turner from the Mets uh, like maybe seven to eight years ago. Uh, you know, they got a lot of players from different places. They don't just homegrown guys. They got they got Not the whole players. team. You know, they got other players from different places too. But a quarter of their team or more, yes. But your your farm system is your farm system, and you want. Yeah. Well, you it's want half to, your team. You can't have all free agents. So right. They you just want to play potentially, harder. It, you, you want know? to make sure that you get those guys who have potential to come up. That's the point of it. But the farm systems haven't been adequate in the last 10 years, and they just contracted them two years ago. So you're still not yeah. – you're still going to have I a little bit Reyes of balance. Reyes came there. through your system. Uh, Syndergaard. We talk about Syndergaard, Reyes. I mean, it's not terrible. It just probably needs some repatching up to do. And uh, it's, I, th- I think it's food for thought. It just takes patience, and I don't think these guys have. But here's my thing: what if they, what if they're mediocre for two or three years, but then in 2028, this the team is, uh, they are a potential World Series team for three to five years, maybe ten years down the road, yeah, uh, and multiple championships. That's what I'm thinking. Instead of just you know, win a championship, blow the team up, win the championship, blow the team up, and be bad year at the instead of being steady, you know? Right. Well, there's a couple of things, too, that these teams who are winning have that the Yankees had an opportunity. To, I, I mentioned this earlier today with Keith as well. It's like, who who's at the Astros right now that's a part of the scouting team and, and helping them? You got Reggie Jackson, who knows about baseball. Yeah. Who, he was actually wanting to be a, an ownership with the Yankees, and they, did, and they was like, nah, never mind, right? Didn't give him a, the the time of day, right. right? So now he's with Houston doing big things. Who else? Nobody want to give the time of day to Dusty Baker after they blew up the the Houston team. You know they went out and yeah. they they have leadership, they have management, they have people there. But maybe it's deeper than that. Maybe it's the general manager, the scouts that we don't know That's about. What, you know, just having those two guys. Yeah, just having Dusty Baker and and Reggie and Reggie Jackson on on on, on your management team is three quarters. What you need because you got guys yeah. that understand not just the game, but they understand. Baker's been deep in the playoffs. Yeah, with, so uh, um, multiple and then teams there. If you turn around, the Yankees they don't. They got a guy, um, Boone, who's from a baseball family, but he he ain't coached. He was he came straight from the from the booth, right? Yeah. And then um, they just picked up John Casey because you know, like he, another guy though, he wasn't coaching. He was from the booth, but he at least was a. They both were players. So, yeah. but. You know, when you have an opportunity to get these kind of play, these kind of guys that know about players that know about baseball, you gotta, you know, you gotta stay with them, man, because it takes time to build. It takes time to get all that together. You know, the Braves, Chad, uh, a lot of home. Remember, the Braves let Freddie Freeman walk. Okay, let's let's talk about the Braves. But the Braves also who's Ron on Acuna, Strider. I mean, these are all homegrown guys. Just about, you know. Right. I mean, uh, they had to leave some up. They had to let that other guy go, though. Uh, what's his name? And they left. And they, Cashman, they already. Uh, Ross Donald Cashman's been around for twenty-five years. He ain't gonna He's gotten fired. away from pitching, man. 
Why don't he nobody did. go out there middle relief anymore? Well, he got he got. They just signed Cole. The problem is those contracts. That's a starter, though. Where's the problem with guy? the contracts with the Yankees, man. They they went deep with these guys. They're handcuffed with Stanton deal. They're handcuffed with the Judge deal now. They're handcuffed Stanton, yeah. with the Cole deal. The so, Stanton deal really and, if, and they're they're trying to penny pinch and 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 trying to move, you know, money around and players around and they they. They're the Yankees at the end of the day, so yeah. they can do what they want to do. And, you know, even if Cashman leaves, are they going to make the playoffs? If Cashman leaves, will they make the playoffs? By the way, Theo Epstein is still out there who <laughs> built who built the uh, the, the, the Red Sox and then he turned around and built up a champion there with the Cubs. He's working with the MLB. He, he's a free agent, basically. Yeah, and there was talk about him. Or maybe somebody that's like him. It don't have to be Theo Epstein. Well, there's not many people that are like Theo or like Cashman. <laughs> so that's, the that's what I thought of him. You know, it was pretty good, you know? Yeah, I mean, and, and another thing, though, well, he, he played with people's money, though. You know, he was like, you know, he, he just he went out there and he did his thing and, and it worked for him, you know? Yeah. But again, like, if the management and the leadership, if they don't want to do anything because they're strapped or they were penny pinching, then you it's 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 a cause and effect type deal, you know. And with the Yankee and the Mets, there's two different there's two different yeah. things going on, you know. Because yeah, Cohen's there. He got Epler, who was part of Cashman's team for the Yankees for a few oh, years. Oh, really? And okay. He, and then he was from and then he went to Los Angeles and, and went with the Angels. He got Otani. Uh, he did a couple deals there, uh, you know. So you know, Epler knows about baseball. He's not. You know, he's not new to the game. Right. But he, and this may be already implemented. That's why I wanted to bring you on because you're hearing stuff that I didn't hear. That's that's interesting. And, and going with John, uh, I don't know if the Steinbrenner's son, was it Hank or whatever? He don't. I don't think he has that dog like that. Dad would have probably moved off Cashman a few well, years here, ago. Here's the, here's the thing about Cashman. Cash, Cashman has a relationship with the Steinbrenner's. Yeah. Like they're like – they're, almost like in a brotherhood like oh yeah um, 25 so, years man because uh no not just him working there they own they own horses together they you know they they've grown up together right Cashman yeah. I've seen these Cashman guys was grow. very young when he got hired yeah so um you know he they have um they have a trust in him too so when you when you you know when you have that kind of like relationship it's going to be hard for them to let let someone like Cash and again Yankee fans hate hate this but yeah. he's been Taking them to the playoffs ever yeah. since, you know, they moved on from, you know, uh, Buck and they moved on from the other coaches. Like he's been in a play. He might not, they might not have been winning World Series in the last 20 years, but they've been in, yeah. they've been in a row. Do you think they, they make it this year? They get hot and yeah, they're going to, they're going to be the last, probably the last team in the playoffs. And then they're going <laughs> to, and, and they, 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 the the talent. they should get there, you know. They're gonna say the same thing. Well, we, we got the team to the playoffs, and then the, the, the Yankee fans are gonna be like, Yay, we're gonna buy more tickets next year. I mean, I mean, if if they make any changes, it might be that they fire Boone. But if they fire Boone, who are they gonna bring in? <laughs> like, and that will if you fire Boone, what manager is gonna come in and make them five times better than what they are today? Well, I, it's not I, I, do be think, a new I, I agree with John. I, I think Cashman has his overlooked pitching, uh, middle relief, and 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 uh, I, I think he's got to take a step back. You know, okay. it's hard to move those contracts because they're so big. Let's let's talk about a few things that Cashman has been involved in with his players, though. In a, a few seasons before CC retired, he had a he 
just like her mom right now, had an alcohol issue. Is that Cashman's fault that he had an issue with alcohol? No. no. You know, and when these players go out, is that Cashman's fault? It's Cashman's fault that he picks up players on and trying to penny pinch and trying to get trying to get players to over you know play over the contract. Yeah. He got Donaldson hoping that he would get something out of him. You know, he got uh Biner, he got a, a few other players on, on on the clip trying to get stuff out yeah. of him. I mean, he's he's puzzling and he's maneuvering things. And then at the end, at the end, he's like, he got you know, fans tripping in his ears, bosses tripping in his ears. Um, as long as money comes in, he'll never get fired. How about that? No. Can well, I say like, that? like I said, if, George, these if, kids don't have the dog. Like George had that dog in him, man. The Yankees are a billion dollars type of business. I think they're like top five most valuable brand. They're uh, up there with Manchester, and you know Dallas is the most valuable brand in all of sports. In the whole world, the Cowboys. The Cowboys. The Yankees I mean, are still. I think they're like in that top five. Yeah. And how many times have they won a championship? And how many last time they've been in the Super Bowl? Hey, that's very good marketing by by Jerry Jones, man. <laughs> it, it's it's just these are historic teams, man. They're historic teams, and and one or two players, one or two one or two pieces in management ain't really gonna affect the whole ownership, man. So that's why they're not worried about pe- throwing people under the bus or firing them or moving them. Like, you know, because at the end, they, it's a billion dollar industry and it has to be something huge to, to make them like make moves, right? Right. You know, so, and, and there like is this, no... whole, this whole judge deal. I'm surprised Judge took the Yankees deal, even, even though San Francisco offered him more money. Yeah. But like, it affected the Yankees for sure. They, mm-hmm. they you know, they're not going to be shopping. Like crazy because they already spent that money, right? When you got a budget, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, say he's talking about Dominguez. Remember Mike Stanton? I just think about those night, late 90s, early two. You remember guys that, that come in in the middle of the game, and we know about Rivera, like Mike Stanton, you know, David. What well, I know he was a starter, but you know, if but just, like- that middle relief is a big deal, man. Look in the, a lot of pitches they went over four or five innings too. When they had Doc Gooden, he he pitched games where he was you know he had they a no hitter. Doc Gooden, yeah. Same thing with David Cohn. David Cohn was there too. Cone, they, they were Clemens. Peak. Yeah, they peaked. They had Roger Clemens, Mike Mussina. Yeah. Mike Mussina was one of the best and most underrated I pitchers. Forgot about Mike Mussina. Yeah, Mike Mussina was a machine. Wasn't he a middle relief guy too at one point? No, he was a starter. He was a starter. He he, they didn't move him in. Okay. No, he was a starter. You know, and so Pettit was the best pickoff artist. It's just who they really got consistently, other than Cole. You know. Well, they. Um, what's his name's coming back? Uh, the mustache. Uh, I don't think. He, <laughs> I don't think he's a. I don't. Dennis think he's, no. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, what's his name? I forget his name already. I mean, he's 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 good, but. I don't. I feel like he's he should be in middle relief, but a lot of people they keep starting him, and he's a starter. I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, he hasn't. He's only. This is what his third or fourth season. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that there's another huge story, and I, I just keep dancing around it, dude. There. Okay. So since the last time I talked to you, man, now the Pac-10 is down to the Pac-4. Woo. Woof, another Oregon money situation. and Washington are going to be playing in the Big Ten August second next year. One year ago from from now, less than a year, uh, these guys, Oregon and Washington, are going to be able to play against Ohio State, Michigan. What's what's your thoughts on this, man? Listen, um, those coaches have got to they're going to be careful, man. Um, 
they just opened a can of worms. Um, <laughs> yeah, they did. They did because now they're they're thinking that they're like the best team in football every season they go in because they got the best recruits. Well, when you don't get recruited to go, when you get recruited to go to Michigan, but you end up at Oregon or Washington State because you're a four and a half star and not yeah. a five star, um, or you just somehow or another the coach didn't put you on the roster or pick you. And you're gonna see these guys again, they they're gonna they're gonna mess you up, man. You don't you know what I'm saying? Like, um, and it's Oregon, now, Oregon, it was funny. Uh, uh the other day, the Oregon coach was asked about losing Colorado to the Big 12. He's like, he's like, who are they? Who are they beating? We gotta stay loyal, blah, blah, blah. And the meanwhile, a few days later, <laughs> Oregon is moving. To the Big Ten. Now he's yeah. recruiting really well. Dan Lanning, the former uh defense coordinator for Georgia, oh. recruiting pretty well up there. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be good though, because <clears throat> you usually don't get those matchups until bowl games. I was telling I was on John's show earlier, and that was a great game. Oregon uh, two years ago, I want to say, uh went to Ohio State and beat them in an early, uh early start time game, if you remember that game. With uh, uh, K1 Thibodeau was out, and yeah. Oregon went across the country and beat them. I could not believe that. But seeing Oregon with the possibility of playing Ohio State in the regular season, that would be money. That is a good matchup. USC, Ohio State, you mm. know, Michigan, and Washington. Washington, by the way, this year they've got a quarterback for Washington that could go in the draft pretty high. Washington is finally and I and I um you that know, guy's got a really good arm, Penix yeah, or whatever. Yeah, Keith Keith has a show on on Wednesdays about college sports and oh that's um, right, yeah. And I used, and I I'd be on there and I told him like what happened to the Huskies? Why are they not you know getting better? Um, they used to have historically they used to be competitive, and they went in there they changed things around. Uh, good good for their alumni to support and, and find some other somebody else in there and. It's good for their athletic department to have football and, and be on the rise. And uh, if it wasn't for the transfer portal, that pro- that probably would have never happened. And the same thing, I would talk about Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech used to have a good football team. They used to be very competitive, and yeah. they haven't been. And now in the next few years, you're going to see Georgia Tech come up in the ranks. But now they're going to bust up the ACC too. So, the, you know, yeah. like, you know, what does it matter? Like, um, but it's – when you have those teams that historically had good football teams and now they don't or they're not as competitive, mm. then you're like, you know, now you see them that they, they're coming back in the mix of things. It makes college football a little bit better. Um, Regional-wise, you want to see those matchups. Uh, you want to see, you know, you want to see that them play their, you know, um, their, whatchamacallit's. Um, Traditional rivals. Yeah, you want to see their rivals, right? Yeah. But. Sometimes those rivalry games are just they just drag out, right? Because nobody right. wants to lose. Because one team play. is way down, you know. Yeah, they don't want to lose, and then they play that calculated, like you know, football, and that's that's disgusting. I mean, um, I mean, you know. we're in for the best season one year from now, ever, in the college game of our life as far as quality football. There's a chance FSU could lead the ACC, right? I yeah. mean. Do you have a matchup? I sent you this in the text. Would you like to see – who would you like to see play every year or at least every other year if you had your matchup of anybody in the country? 
I'd like to see Tennessee play University of Miami every year. That would be nice, wouldn't it? And 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 it should be something like that because regionally they're not that far apart. No. But because of the conferences, you know, because that you know, you see Tennessee and Florida play all the time, yeah. and you're like, okay, I want them to I want to see them play Miami. I want them to see play Florida State, you know, because Tennessee versus Florida state wise, state versus state. You know, yeah. you got you got some good rivalry going there, um, statewide tonight. So I, I would like to see that, you know. But yeah, yeah, that one. Tennessee, be good. Miami. We, I, because I grew up liking my, you know, the '80s and the Hurricanes, and they were cold, man. Yeah, yeah, man. And 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 then like as I got older and the longer I lived in Tennessee, and before there was the Titans and Memphis and all that stuff. I mean, I, I saw you know Tennessee play, and I was like, okay, and you know all this. Jazz and talk about Peyton Manning, but at the end it wasn't him who took who took Tennessee Tennessee to to the championship. But it was somebody else. So, um, do you recall? Let me know if I'm wrong on my years here. Was it 2002 or I think it was three? Tennessee got destroyed by Miami in Tennessee, but in 2004, Tennessee goes down big underdogs. And beats Miami in Miami, and um, the tight end there who went out to be a pro, he was really mad in the locker room going on. Was that Shockey? Uh, no, the other guy, uh, the one that got in all the trouble, Wislow. Can't, yeah, remember he was going crazy in the yeah, locker yeah. room. I <laughs> That's was, what I'm saying. That's why I, I was like jumping that. up and down. I was working, we were in college, we were at Austin P at the time, yeah, yeah. Justin Winslow, who's who's in a lot of trouble now, yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, some great uh, conviction or something like yeah. that with an old lady. He's he's really messed up, you know. His dad's a Hall of Famer, right? Right, his dad is a Hall of Famer, Ken, Keelan Winslow Sr. Um, but those Miami games were huge. I, That's what I'm saying. I would like yeah. to see that every year, you know, imagine that every year. I think we'll get some good matchups out of Tennessee, Oklahoma next year. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, Heupel used to play. He played at Oklahoma. Now you Tennessee's going to go to Oklahoma next year. If That's Oklahoma's fine. got the same coach. Right now, Tennessee would be favored in that game. <laughs> I mean, uh, Tennessee keeps they, – they, they keep building up that team, but that transfer portal keeps knocking them down a little bit. Yeah. But- um, you know, you just well, got Joe speak. Milton used to play for Michigan, by the way, and he right. looks great at Tennessee. But it's his camp. I mean, he's got a rocket Hollister for an arm. He wasn't polished under under Michigan. Now, Michigan, Jim Harbaugh saying that uh, Michigan's going to have more pros that, that get drafted this year or next year in April than Georgia did last year. Like 2024 20, is what he's saying. 20 gotta, to 24 players. You got to say something to stay relevant. I mean, he's he's on the short end of the stick, man. Well, he's supposed to have their best. T- now, I know he's suspended. You had any comments on that? He's kind of a BS thing, you know, with the COVID stuff. And Look, like at the end of the day, man, um, there's rules and regulations. And yeah. if you don't – you're the head coach, man. It ends and starts yeah. with you. Like, you don't know how to be not in trouble? Come on, man. You're supposed to be the grown man and set the example. You know, it's and- like he hit a low point in 22. The, the COVID year, he, that, that's the year he got in trouble for talking to the recruits and doing all that. Uh, and NCAA found out about it, and he got suspended four games. That was also the year. It was a shortened season. Remember, they got blown out by Ohio State that year. Yeah, that's right. 
and he was forced to make some style changes, make the pay cut, or get fired. So he does all this, turns everything around, and beats Ohio State twice. He gets to the playoffs last year, and now he looks like uh, the third, the king of of the Big Ten. Yeah, I mean, like, it, I mean, it's at the end of the day, it's horrible, right? And you 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 get what you get, and you can't get upset, like. But again, you're 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 the man. You you know you're supposed to set everything up, and you know these young men they follow you, and the alumni follow you, and you know a, a yeah. lot of people are looking. You have a lot of eyes on you. What do you you know, some when I when I hear about these coaches, I'm like, what are you doing? Like, first of all, they did a nationwide search for you, <laughs> right? Yeah. So second of all, the alumni is the first the first group of people that you have to like you know, maintain and, and, and make sure that you're always impressing them. Right. Yeah. Because they don't pay your checks, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, you know, it comes through the school and then, and then at the end, it, that's the first group. And then the second group of the players, right. The players should be the first, mm-hmm. but the players don't pay your checks. So, you know, like, right. But you got all sets of eyes watching. You got the alumni, you got the players. And then in your big school, like Michigan, you got the media on you, on you. So, when these yeah. guys do these things in my head, I'm like, what are, what are you doing? If if this is a situation that you can't that you, that you can't control because that's the person that you are, you know, you're a controlling person, you're a head coach. This is not a situation for you, then, man. Like, you know, like, like take yeah. a step back. And a lot of people, a lot of older players, a lot of uh, like, you know, you'll hear them like, nah, I don't want to coach because they know. <laughs> yeah, like, that's know true, it, man. What it entails, right? It it can be not as glam. You really gotta have a it in your blood. I, I remember um what was the guy's name? I can't remember his name now. He he calls um he calls games for Fox and he works with Gus uh Gus Johnson. Steve Klatt, I think. Joel Joel Klatt. Joel, Joel Klatt. Klatt. Yeah. Yeah, he was interviewing uh Saban talking about yet yeah, very thing you just mentioned. And Nick Saban's like, Okay, do you want to start working at seven AM to ten o'clock at night? You're going to miss family functions. You want to get into coaching. <laughs> but yeah. he loves that stuff, though, man. You, you have to, like you said, you have to have a, a head for that. Like, um, you know, and, and, and you, and look what I, what I like about those coaches. Yeah. Like Calipari, like, um, oh, yeah. Patino, like, you know, Paterno, like, you know, um, like, saving all those. Basketball all, those, all those guys say the one most important thing is that the players play for them because those men treat them like men and they yeah. challenge them, right? They're young guys and they get challenged and they treat them like men and then they turn around, and go to the NFL and act a fool or they, or that's not the same because yeah. they are already men and they don't want to be treated like they, like they're young bucks. And that's why a lot of these coaches lose a job because they're trying to control you know, guys who are adults, <laughs> right? And right. it's not the same as college. You know, now you have a child. Now you know. You know. Now you got other responsibilities. You know, um, you have the responsibility to yourself because now you're in contract, so you have to keep your body, you know, in the shape and stuff like that. So it's nobody want to hear somebody in your ear when you go home and you got people in your ear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. It's yeah, I just wonder how Saban has managed it all these years. Maybe because he he's built for college more. Yeah, but I was gonna say, yeah, why would you think? Why would yeah, Jason you Taylor? Oh, those guys were supposed to be uh, charged Nick Saban when he was at Miami. The, so. the, <laughs> but he's, look, Saban did did well for him himself, yeah. recognizing where he belongs. You know what I'm saying? And 
And the challenge of a college football season is to try to stay undefeated. And that's a, like you and, and the NFL is not like that. You can be undefeated and you can still like, yeah. you know. You just wonder if that would change with, with this playoff coming up next year. 12 teams, say if you're a Alabama team, you're 7-0, and but you've got a gauntlet coming up, you know. You've got LSU, Georgia, uh, Texas A&M. Do you start resting starters because you know you can get that last? I don't think they'll do that, but I'm just using a hypothetical. The the best thing that Georgia, Alabama, and Tennessee have is depth, right? Yeah, they always got somebody on, on like. Huffing, well, maybe not huffing. as Tennessee as much as Georgia and Alabama. Yeah, well, you know that. I've I've heard that Tennessee got depth this year, so I'm they've hoping got a lot of transfers. They got a lot of older players. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping to see that, but you know, Milton's that, like 23. <laughs> like Hooker was 25 last year. Stetson Bennett was 25. These men <laughs> they're getting they're getting they're using all these grad transfer right. red like, shirt, gray shirt, <laughs> yellow shirt, red shirt, gray. Like they're all kinds of shirts. Yeah, they're coming up with all these crazy rules. And then you got guys in their mid-20s that they're who's uh, that we, who's that one guy? Remember when we were when we were when we were in school, we're like Winky. <laughs> For Florida State, he's like twenty-seven years old, man. Chris Winky with the Florida State, and then there was another one too that just is a backup for Mahomes. He played forever too in college. Oh, did he really? Uh, What's his name? Heine. Hank. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, not Hanky. Um, what's his name? I thought it was Hanny. Chad Hanny. Chad Hanny, bro. Yeah. Chad Henney. 1990. Let me make sure I got this cat's name right. Yeah, Chris Winky. We had it right. Yeah. yeah, Winky, yeah. Remember, we used to laugh because, like, man, because, you know, we, were, we weren't we were young. You know, we were like. We thought 27 was 1,000 years old, man. Yeah, remember, because we, we were hanging out with Joe, remember? Yeah. And, and Joe was, uh, he was, he came from the military. Yeah, he was an older guy, wasn't he? He was an older guy, yeah. He was already in his in his mid-30s, and we were just like, you could go and play football. Yeah, we was like 21, 22. Yeah, I, that that what that is true, man. You know, that that that's um, that's funny how kids look at stuff. So we was talking about this before. You mentioned you keep mentioning the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going to the NFL. Do you really see them as a potential sleeper this year? Yeah. So what I'm looking at is the people that are under the uh, under the the gun, right? Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield, if he don't play well this season, that's it for him. Like. Yeah. He he's I don't know if a team will even take him as a backup because yeah. like you want you want somebody as your starter, right? And then your backup is never better than your starter because you don't want to pay him. Right. Right? Because <laughs> right? you got less money to play with. So there's very there's very it's very rare to find 32 teams that have 32 great backups. <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh so that's my theory is that. He got to play to keep to keep that max level contract as a starter. Yeah, his backup is Cal Trash and John Wolford. Now Wolford played from the Rams. Yep, Wolford played on the Rams. Yeah, so, and a lot of people's talking about you know if this team goes south, the trade deadline's coming up in November. What don't you think Mike Evans would be a trade piece? Yeah, that's another thing is that they still have Mike Evans. They they'll have uh, a few quarterback. They have a, a few running backs and a few uh, wide receivers there. Yeah, um, him and him and Godwin. But you know what I like about that team is that on their defense, they got nothing but speed and youth. Yeah, and they got a bunch of guys that have to prove themselves to get 
max contracts to stay on that team, a lot of them are on two uh, are are rookies, you know, second third year rookies that you know that that need a that want to stay in Tampa. I mean, Tampa. Yeah. When you're at Tampa, you don't want to leave Tampa because yeah, it'll be thirty. It'll be thirty at the end of the month. Uh, I thought he was a little older than that, uh, so that's not bad for Evans. Uh, and then, Evans you know, yeah. Godwin's only twenty-seven. Godwin is, yeah. Man, I'd try to trade both of them for draft picks, but that's just no, me. No, I mean, I think Tampa right now are <laughs> are okay on on their youth. They're trying to balance it out, which is which is why I think they're they're the dark team because. If you get beat or you lose and you're young, you don't care. It's like in one ear out the other. But when you're older and you're and you're like, this is my last. I'm on my last two years. I ain't coming back to play no more. Um, you know, you want to win. You want to be on a winning team. So it's more frustrating, you know. So yeah, I mean, hey. if, if if Jansen can play at center, I'm just looking at their Tristan worse. He could play 16 games at left tackle. Their defense is fair. Vita Vita at nose tackle, very good. Uh, cornerbacks, Carlton Davis, and, of course, uh, Jamel Dean and Antonio Winfield. I mean, that's a fair defense right there. Devin White uh, at the middle linebacker spot there. They got a new offensive coordinator. Remember, they let their yeah. offensive coordinator go. Uh, I, I don't know who he is. I'm about to look up real quick. <laughs> I mean, there there is a – Maybe Baker Mayfield wins comeback player of the year. Some guy named Dave Charles, uh, offensive coordinator. He was a quarterback coach with Seattle. So they're saying if he could do something with Geno, maybe he could do something with, with Baker. Yeah, and I think the most important thing for Baker um, – But I'm just is, playing devil's advocate. I think yeah, it'll fall apart. Is the, is the fact that <laughs> he, can't, he can't be saying that it's his shoulder now. Like, he can't yeah. be like it's – and now you got to step up. You, you, you. He got all the money in the world for for, for being the first draft pick, man. I mean, he got a lot of incentives, man. And yeah, he and he, had, made, he had a lot of endorsements too. Yeah, and he and he didn't do too bad, you know. But then you know he started getting injuries, and then you know that, that the situation in Cleveland is always a situation, right? So he's in, <laughs> yeah, he's in Tampa now. Tampa's kind of like, you know, they're they're in a they're in a rebuild type of situation. So, but again, it's on Baker and if everything starts and ends with your quarterback, right? That's what we learned. Right. So, yeah. And here, here's my team, man. Um, possible sleepers. These aren't guarantees. It's August. Right. I'll right, give right you my actual, uh, this mark this down the Friday after Labor Day, have your playoff teams and everything ready. I know that's a long way away. But that week, the week of Labor Day, I'm gonna have every division broken down, every you know divisional wild card, uh, you know conference winner, Super Bowl winner, you name it. But here's a sleeper nobody's really talking about. This this Commander team with Sam Howell, hey, Amen. Second year player. We talked about um, Eric Bieniemy taking over as offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. They got this receiver man. That a lot of people ain't talking about, and I want to make sure I got him right. Uh, Johan Dotson, he's he's a big playmaker guy. Not to mention Terry McLaurin, and of course Curtis Samuel, who's a big time gadget guy. You know Brian Robertson Jr. He got shot last year and missed games as a, as a botched robbery. I don't know if you heard of him or that. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he came he comes back in the middle of the season. He's this big, powerful running back they got. 
And, of course, they've also got Antonio Gibson. He's more of your pass-catching guy. Uh, they, they, they still got Chase Young. He's on a contract years, had some injury issues. Deron Payne got an extension. Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, that's a well of a Montez front Sweat. line, that man. Defense, son. Yeah, I mean, they're really good up front. Remember, this team beat – they beat Philadelphia when Philadelphia was fully healthy. So, there's – there's the, the, the players are there right. in the trenches. Maybe the offensive line is a little suspect, but uh, I don't – Charles Leno, actually, they got a pretty good left tackle. The middle is okay. They, they upped that. They they were they were. Oh, they got a, uh, Andrew Wally from uh, Kansas City in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Eastern Michigan player. Yeah, so they got him at guard. So we'll see how it plays out. I mean, I think how may how may take a step back instead of a step forward. I don't know, but yeah, I think in the NFC will be Dallas, the Redskins, uh, the Giants. Oh, not the Redskins. I'm sorry, the Commanders. Um. I, th- I don't think the Giants. They might come in third or last. I don't. I don't see them. Yeah, right now I, I could see the Giants finishing in last place. Yeah, because the Eagles are gonna. They're gonna be at least in third. I think the Eagles. Um, you know, because I think they, I may try to get Jim Jeffcoat on. Yeah. Dallas yeah. has got Stephon Gilmore, and he's supposed to have a whole lot left in the tank at corner. With um, who's the other cornerback? I've been talking about him now. I don't look, forgot his name. Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Marka yeah. Parsons. Michael. That yeah, running cool. game. They're going to be a ball control offense, and they're going to play really good defense. Now, Philadelphia on paper, best team out there still, man. Right. You know, See, I, it, I everything is about hurts. Spot. Staying I, healthy. I think they get the second spot because. The, the you think Dallas on, is going to win that division? Yeah, I do. I do. Um, but I, yeah, Jack, I, uh, uh, Dak Prescott missed four games last year, didn't he? Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. Also about Dallas is that they revamped their team. They've gotten a little younger on defense. Yeah. Um, uh, what I like about what I like is that the Washington Commanders they're going to split games with the Giants, the Eagles, and maybe even Dallas. You know, yeah. if they split those games up then that, that changes everything in the division, right? Yeah. Because can Dallas sweep all those games? Probably not. Can yeah. And Eagles, I'll have to break that down. You, right? you always want to say, are they playing so-and-so after a Monday night? That's you know, for example, I think they play in week two. Correct me if I'm wrong here. The Jets. Who, Dallas? Yeah. And I think they're going to catch the Jets flat-footed because the Jets got to play Buffalo on that Monday night game, if I'm not mistaken. It's cra- it's cra- it's gonna be a crazy schedule. Um, let's see. Dallas yeah, I mean, has- I can I can look up there. Dallas is a team that that uh, truth be told, Dallas could mess around and go to the Super Bowl because of their defense is that good right now. Right. So they they got to play the the Giants on the tenth, and then they play the the the, the Jets on the seventeenth. Yeah, they're gonna one of these. One and of these- it's in Dallas. That's why I don't think the Jets can hang with them. I think Dallas is going to be in good shape there. Yo, even and of course Rodgers, he sees Dallas, he's going to play well. But <laughs> I don't know, man. Michael Parsons versus Aaron Rodgers is going to be. <laughs> well, is it Aaron Rodgers or is it Micah Becton? Let me play you this. I almost forgot, man. I keep wanting to go to the Twitter thing, and I got I got to look for that X. X, bro. X going to give it to you. 
Gonna give it to you. That's probably what he was thinking when he was like, let's just change well, so was it. Was he just listed some DMX on a Saturday night? And he's like, you know what? I knew you would get that reference. I said, I bet he I bet he was thinking the same thing, man. He's just mad at people like rah, 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 rah. Yeah. I said, you know, he he uh, you remember uh, the album starts out and he's like rah, 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 rah. Yeah. <laughs> First we're gonna rock, then we're gonna roll. Let it go, let it go. X gonna give it to you. I'm trying to find this. No, you need a chain right now, man. You need a chain. Where the hood at? Where the hood at? My man, you know what? I'm not, not for nothing. I love those old DMX hits. Rest in peace, DMX. I love DMX, man. Look, you know, the summer was coming up, and I was like, you know what I miss in New York is when people were driving around in their little, their little ATVs, and was like. It would run right in, you know. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I should use that for my intro. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, here's Michael Beckton after last night's game. Yeah, yeah. He played he seven that. snaps, Carlos, on offense. He was supposed to play 20 to 25. Listen to him afterwards. Oh, my God. I don't even hear it. Here, here he is. Uh, I wouldn't say I got to get more confident. I would say I got to get – I just got to know that this is my new normal. Like, I'm going to have – Talking about his knee, Carlos. Yeah, I mean, knowing the type of player that I am and the things that I like to do, so yeah, it's a little tough. He's, but, he's yeah. got some sunglasses on and a necklace look like a DMX necklace, and I'm thinking this guy is play when he wants. To. I mean, I don't. If that knee's bothering you, they need to make a move and get that replacement done now instead of before the season starts. So I'm a little concerned about that after. What what did I yeah. say to you from the get? Like, this guy's mind is not right. He shouldn't have said nothing or anything to any media about anything. He should have been just like, oh, you know, coaches wanted me to get out. I, I, I was like, you know what? I'll just go listen to the coach. And that's it. Yeah. That's all you got to say. I don't even know if Dwayne Brown is even – the other tackle, is he even playing, practicing? Oh, man. I, what I say is – I don't yeah. – to me, for the Jets, it doesn't matter who you bring in around Rodgers, who's blocking for him. I said that – and I've been saying that since day one. I'm glad that we got – you know, I'm glad that Rodgers is in New York. Yeah. You know, they, you know, did they even get Delvin Cook? No. Like, you know, like they haven't done – they're going to put weapons around this guy, but who is blocking for him? That's the most important piece of the puzzle. If Rodgers gets creamed in that Buffalo game, if he gets you got to look at the Joe Douglas and, and Salaf and say – what are you guys doing? Why didn't you make a trade up in the draft and go after one of these tackles instead of getting another defensive end, you know? Let me Look, mark this game, September 17th. Yeah. If Marco Parsons knocked the heck out of Aaron Rodgers, that's the rest of the season for the Jets. I think, think I'll say, I'll put it this way. I think, think they'll that. lose either the Buffalo or that Dallas game. They're not going to go 2-0. They could go 0-2. They could go 0-2. If these guys ain't playing come week one, that's why I don't like to make my picks until at the very end. <laughs> no, but, look, look, Robert, I, I already said this. Yeah, you you called it, man. You said that they – it's I shaky. Think, I think that line that, is shaky, man. And Rodgers is 39 itself, you know? I think that both New York teams, as much as they have so much headway and we're excited about last year, you better – if you're a player on those teams, you better forget last year. This Mac and Jack year? does not like me talking like that. This is a new year and a new game. It's a new game because everybody, everybody wants, everybody wants to get in that that wild card. Yeah, right. Because every team knows they're not going to go undefeated. Right. 
I don't I have never heard any team in the NFL in the last five to ten years say we're gonna go undefeated. Right. You know, and even when they, they say go, it when, privately, but you know, yeah, yeah. But even when these teams are like five and zero oh and six and zero, oh, and <laughs> they're like one you know, week at a time, you know. Yeah, we just playing well game with um, you know, they're not like they're not, <laughs> they're not like, you know, tomorrow's not promised to us. So, you know, we just gonna do what we gotta do to yeah. you know and, and I don't like that kind of talk, but you know, it's whatever, but but because you can't say nothing and not be able to back it up. <laughs> Cause then they That's, just you know only so, thing positive I could say about Rogers in this air quote situation is they were going on the road. Tackles out on the offensive line uh, against a red-hot Arizona Cardinal team two years ago on a Thursday night game, oh. and they beat them. They beat them. But can you do that every week? I don't know. You know, I think he had the same quarterback coach or offensive coordinator he's got now. Do you remember that game, that Thursday game at yeah. Arizona? They were like 6 or 7-0. and oh. And they made they Arizona look like they got one of the best defenses. They, yeah, they had Chandler Jones on that team, Buda yeah. Baker, and they fell apart later when um, I think uh, whatchamacallit got hurt, Murray or something. But you know, everybody thought they were going all the way to the Super Bowl. They were black. They they killed Tennessee in Week One that year. This was in twenty one, I think. So, anyways, yeah, I'm not here to write off the Jets. I am concerned about those two tackles, though, man. That's the biggest story. The whole – everything else is fine. But if Rodgers gets knocked down, you got Zach Wilson, you got uh, – that's a deja vu all over again with Zach Wilson, man. That's why I feel – remember I said it on the offset yesterday when you were – when we were, I was like, this seemed like the same team that was last year. <laughs> and then Libby goes on – I can't like, talk like this in front of Mac and Jack. They get upset, man. And then Libby they don't, was like – They want me to tell everything is rosy up there in New York. <laughs> And then Linda was like, it's the second team, Carlos. I'm like, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, now that was true. These this, these preseason games don't try to make any kind of narrative because you're second and third team guys. Some of these guys are going to be working at the grocery store. But, again, week. if you're on the second and third team and you want to be on the first team, you got to play all – you got to – this is where you show – Who won that, that you, game? It's Cleveland. Oh, Okay. I put it. I put on a tournament for the for soccer. So I was like, "Yeah, I ain't putting." <laughs> I made a. I made a promise to myself: do not watch any more Hall of Fame games. I mean, they're unwatchable. Oh, I mean, terrible. I try to watch the second or third. I, I might watch Tennessee next week with Levis and uh, uh, Malik Willis battle it out. But there's not going to be no starters. I don't I mean, think that's a battle, man. They just. They just. You think it's going to be Levis? No, man. Well, Willis. Got, I think Willis has got. I think he's got. Well, temper- he's had a better camp so far. He's tempered down. You know, he ain't like I'm gonna take the job. He's just like I'm gonna have the job eventually. And I like that he's tempered down. And yeah. I, I, I'm hearing good things about him in the camp. And then putting Livis out there, he's just a hothead. And I think Willis likes that he's a hothead, so he can just show him out. You know. You think so? Yeah, man. I think they'll be well, all right. I'm gonna have to get off here, man. Let's see if I can get us some little outro music here. Well, never mind. They're doing a commercial thing. I might hold on. Let's uh, <laughs> see if you recognize this. Yo, now next got... week. Next week will be up. I'll be in the Tennessee. Oh yeah, yeah. Keep up, man. Let me know something. Hey, you know something? We could hang out Friday if you want to. We'll just we'll do a replay of the show and uh, all that Ooh, stuff. We do, we do the show. We do the show live. I mean, this game out. right here. 
<laughs> this is what Elon Musk should, you know, he should have this on his Twitter timeline here. I'm sure he was listening to that all drinking and having fun. It was like, I'm just going to like, right? sorry, sorry about the language, y'all. <laughs> X go and give it to you. Every time I see that X on that icon with Twitter, I think about that song. You know, he gonna give it to you. Musk is gonna give it to you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, SpaceX. He should just change Tesla to X. Xla. No, that sounds too much like X lax. Never mind. That's the next thing he gonna use. Hey, man, uh, stay in touch, and everybody, I'll see you on tomorrow, and I'll get a regular, uh, you know, uh, outro.